T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. History in the making. We're going in with a very positive spirit, I think, very well prepared. President Trump has done something that no other president's been able to do for 65 years, try as they might. This is a wide-open playing field, and it's almost an ad hoc type of summit. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. The White House says in a statement ahead of President Donald Trump's historic summit with North Korea's Kim Jong-un that the talks with North Korea are moving more quickly than expected. The White House says Trump now plans to depart Singapore on Tuesday evening ahead of schedule. Everybody is in place, according to Martha Raddatz. We're going in with a very positive spirit, I think very well prepared. President Trump confident leading up to his face-to-face meeting with Kim Jong-un. This is a great opportunity for peace and lasting peace and prosperity. Feeling positive, tweeting, I look forward to meeting him and have a feeling that this one-time opportunity will not be wasted. But still, the president preparing for anything to happen. I've said it many times. Who knows? Who knows? May not. May not work out. Trump saying his instincts will tell him if the North Korean dictator is serious about making a deal. How long will it take to figure out whether or not they're serious? I said, maybe in the first minute. If I think it won't happen, I'm not going to waste my time. I don't want to waste his time. While the president said he's mastered the art of the deal, he is lowering expectations just in case. You'd start at least a dialogue because, you know, as a deal person, I've done very well with deals. What you want to do is start that. Now, I'd like to accomplish more than that. But at a minimum, I do believe at least we'll have met each other. We will have seen each other. Hopefully, we will have liked each other. Pushing back at criticism that this meeting will give Kim the legitimacy that he desires. Everyone said, you know, the, the, the haters, they say, oh, you're giving him a meeting. You're... Give me a break, okay? but warning that this meeting is a one-time shot. I feel that Kim Jong-un wants to do something great for his people, and he has that opportunity, and he won't have that opportunity again. It's never going to be there again. President Trump working on a potential deal with North Korea. He is reversing his decision on another, deciding not to endorse a G7 communique. Tariffs are going to come way down because we, people cannot continue to do that. We're like the piggy bank that everybody's robbing, and that ends. Criticizing Canadian Prime Minister and U.S. ally Justin Trudeau, calling him very dishonest and weak before abruptly leaving the G7 summit. I think Kim Jong-un realizes that if he's going to ever take his country forward economically and to, to let the citizens of North Korea uh, you know, be part of you know, the civilized world, he's going to have to give up 
his nuclear weapons. We opened up the live line to Western New York Congressman Chris Collins Monday. He talked summit with Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski. It shouldn't be a difficult thing for him to do in, in order to you know, join the civilized world and all the benefits that would bring to his, his people. Uh, I mean, we have to give Donald Trump all the credit in the world. President Trump has done something that no other president's been able to do for 65 years, try as they might. And I know to some extent, you, you know, those on the left are just beside themselves that this, this has moved as rapidly as it has. Uh, you know, I heard your lead in here. They're talking about the gut instincts of President Trump. Well, that's exactly what has happened the last 18 months, you know, whether it's the economy or whether it's pulling out of the, the very bad Iran nuclear deal or the Trans-Pacific Partnership, or the uh, Paris Climate Accord. Uh, so I'm sure the far left, including the New York Times, is just beside themselves as uh, we are moving in another direction of putting America first and trying to make this a safer world, but done properly. Um, I've got, you know, all of us have, uh, you know, uncertainties, because this Kim Jong-un can be, you know, unpredictable, uh, but clearly this is a very positive step. Well, we don't really know what to expect from Kim Jong-un, but on the other hand, we don't really know what to expect from the president. You know, the president says he's going to go in there, uh, you know, go with his gut feeling. He'll know within the first minute or so how the meeting is going to go. Yeah, then you have people around him who are saying he is preparing all day long. He's going to be a very meticulous in preparation you know, what are we getting from the president heading into this meeting? Is it uh, one, the other, a mixture of both? Well, I, I think it's pretty pretty uh, simple, frankly. They have to denuclearize the Korean pen Peninsula in order to, uh, you know, be welcomed back in, you know, economically, uh, you know, to, to join the rest of, you know, to join the rest of the world. That is, it doesn't take a lot of preparation to say that's the deal. The deal is you get rid of your, your nuclear weapons, and if you do so, you know, we, we can assure you that no one's going to be invading North Korea uh, to overthrow you. Uh, you can join with the rest of us. They've already, he's already talking about signing a peace accord with South Korea, again, something that we've waited 65 years for. So I don't think it takes a lot of preparation, Brian, to simply say he has to get rid of his nuclear weapons. That, that's where President Trump's going to know within two minutes. Either he is or he isn't. I, I don't know, you know, why people, uh, you know, think that this requires all this in-depth back and forth. It's, that's either a yes or a no, and if it's a no, President Trump will be out of there. You know, and if it is a yes from Kim to to give this up, I mean, there'd have to be verification, right? I mean, where does it go from there? Well, of course, uh, you know, the kind of verification we did not get under Obama with the Iran deal, uh, the bad deal where they were already, uh, you know, that was a 10-year deal that just said at the end of 10 years you could get your nuclear weapon. So that's, that's how bad that deal was. It's just very hypocritical for some of those on the left that signed off on the Iran nuclear deal, which was truly a bad deal, to now say, well, we'll go along with this, but here's the, here's the preconditions we're going to need when there were none on the Iran nuclear deal. But putting that aside, what's important today is that these talks are going to occur, and there's a glimmer of hope here. It's all up to Kim Jong-un, but there is a glimmer of hope. Hey, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but let's assume things go well. And there is uh, some process put in place of 
uh, denuclearizing that Korean Peninsula and North Korea. At what point does the focus start to turn to how Kim Jong-un treats his own people? You know, understandably, it's now on world peace and the nuclear weapons, but at some point, you have to deal with that, right? Well, you do and you don't. We're not empire builders. That The purpose here is to denuclearize the Korean Peninsula. That is the focus. Uh, you know, there, there are things we would, we would prefer, uh, whether it's Saudi Arabia or other countries, certainly Iran, in the way that they may treat their people. Uh, but, you know, we, we are a nation. They are a nation. Other nations do things differently. We can certainly... Uh, uh, you know, express our opinions. But right now, there's only one focus here, and that's to denuclearize the Korean Peninsula, and it sends a strong message to Iran that that's what it's all about. None of this nonsense that they did with the Obama-Iran nuclear deal. It's all or it's nothing. Just a couple of weeks ago, Newt Gingrich said he would not believe it until both men were, uh, you know, in the same room, in the same city, on the same day. Uh, until then, it, it, it was just so tentative so it is actually going to occur i think that's it's almost a major achievement in and of itself it truly does seem historic and it is happening political strategist carl calabrese with susan and brian on the magnitude of it all this is a different kind of summit for a couple of reasons in the past most summits are preceded by um, countries secretaries of state and foreign affairs advisors meeting in you know extensively and intensively to negotiate a deal. And then the heads of state show up at these summits to ceremoniously sign it. Uh, that has not happened here. This is a wide open playing field and it's almost an ad hoc type of summit. So that makes it interesting. And then the other thing is you've got two very unpredictable leaders in the same room. So uh, lots of things could happen, good, bad, and ugly. And it remains to be seen which one or what combination of, uh, of results actually comes out of this thing. Yeah, we have some very unpredictable leaders, uh, Kim Jong-un obviously among them. You know, how much more do you think the president's team knows about the North Korean dictator than all of us? Because to us, he remains a mystery, but going into the summit, you'd have to think the president knows uh, quite a bit about him. Oh, I, I, I think we know quite a bit about him from lots of different sources uh, over many years. Uh, so I, I think the president probably has a, a good read, but again, there's that X factor. Uh, neither, neither man has ever met. They've never dealt with each other. It's been at a distance and, and through third-party information. So this is new. I think Trump has done a, a good job at managing expectations about this thing, though. Carl, what will you consider a success? Oh, I, I think if anybody thinks this is going to erase nearly 70 years of hostility in one meeting, I mean, that's fairy tale land. I'm looking for just a process, bringing the temperature down, maybe getting uh, a movement towards North Korea getting out of the intercontinental ballistic missile business. That would protect America, and I think that's Trump's number one goal here, to protect his own shores. So if he could get a deal that begins the, the um, abandonment of intercontinental ballistic missiles and then a process for dealing with the rest of it, bring down the temperature, bring down the threat of war on the Korean Peninsula, that would be a hugely successful summit for Trump. You know, we just talked with Congressman Chris Collins about that, about what the president expects out of this meeting. And denuclearization was uh, number one. 
And we asked if that goes well and that process begins, does the president or does America start to look toward some of these other issues, the human rights issues uh, in that country? And he said, well, well, let's focus on denuclearization. Does there come a point when you start to focus on some of the other things that Kim Jong-un is doing that doesn't involve those weapons? Well, I think part of the, the assumption here is that one of the reasons Kim Jong-un wants this summit is for that very reason, that... I mean, his people are so, so impoverished and so miserable that at some point even a powerful dictator begins to look over their shoulder that maybe the military uh, says enough of this and he is, uh, he's overturned. And so I think part of the, the uh, motivation for Korea here is to maybe try to bring down some internal pressure. Now, he's going to do that by maybe trading things off. If he gives up his intercontinental ballistic missiles, he may want certain types of aid, arm aid, financial aid, to help relieve the pressures on his people. But I think Congressman Collins is absolutely right. There's very, there's very limited things we can do um, if a leader of another country is resistant to improving the lot of his or her people. So that has to come from him first. The president is there to deal with protecting America first, America's allies second. But first America, and that would mean getting rid of intercontinental ballistic missiles that can reach American shores. Carl, does it surprise you at all to hear that the North Korean people only found out about the summit today? No, not at all. I mean, this is the hermit kingdom. That's what it's been called for years. Uh, You ever see that picture of North Korea and South Korea at night where from a satellite where South Korea is all lit up, it looks like Times Square, and the only lights in the entire country of North Korea are in its capital. I mean, this is a medieval country. And so the fact that people have just found out about it, you know, in a, in a tightly controlled totalitarian regime is not surprising at all. Special coverage Monday night on WBEN and, of course, a recap on A New Morning with Susan and Brian and the WBEN news team Tuesday morning. Back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.